What's up, bro? Hello, Jane. Any crack? Jane got a real fly on the wall there of two uh, two people trying to parent a newborn. Oh, God. Jane was on Zoom in the background as me and Dave were trying to move rooms with the baby and all this crack and you saw puke, didn't you, Jane? Not to mention the dog acting up and then a puke explosion and then Dave came and showed me the puke and I'll and go. Like, and then he's like, is the baby tired? And I was like, yeah, he looks tired, but he shouldn't be tired. <laughs> He looked comatose on Dave's shoulder there, like, I'd love him. He really did. It must be so weird being a baby. Like, it's mad to think that we were that. I know. I can't imagine myself ever being that immature. (laughs) Like, puking. It's just weird how we were that. And I've no, obviously I've no memory of it, but we were all, we were all that weird. What's your earliest memory? Um... God, I don't really know. Like, I have memories from when I was, like, probably five, I would say. Well, that's quite late. I have memories of playing out in... The, well, I don't know, but I, I don't think I was younger than five. I don't know, but I have memories of playing out in the street, sitting on a curb. Um, that's probably five, 90s playing tip the can. I have a distinct memory of... Um, I know where I was. I was in the box room in my house, and I was in my crib, and I remember... It was, yeah. And I remember it was just when I started, I guess I could stand um, like just about because I, I, I could barely see over the top of the crib. So it must have been what, almost two or like. No, one. One, I don't know. And I remember shaking the crib and being left there and being like, where's my mom? And then I remember she came back or actually a babysitter came back or something. I was such a thing. That's insane. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? I don't know if you're meant to like have be able to remember things from like before a certain age. <laughs> Actually, I never like, looked into it. Yeah. Like, well, I don't know if anyone knows, but I'd imagine it like one and two. God, and like, well, that makes me feel terrible now if I leave him crying. Not that I do, but I'm sure I, I will. Know, if your takes after you, your grand is at least five. At least. I might have been older than that. Also, like, it's not like I'm severely damaged by being left for 10 minutes by a babysitter like I'm grand. Well, Jane... It's your earliest memory, so there you fucking go. Actually, good point, good point. Your earliest memory isn't being kissed on the head, you know, it's by being let alone in your cot and shaking the bars. Fair, fair. Set me up for life, didn't it, all that trauma? Um, yeah. Well, come here to Speaking me. Speaking of being a baby. Ah, it took the words right out of, out of my mouth. So speaking yeah. of being a baby, um, Ro obviously has been sharing bits and bobs about uh, her life as a mother. Um, but we've been waiting a while to do a specific episode about your whole birth story. I think there's loads of interest in it. I definitely am fascinated by giving birth. It's just phenomenal. Um, and it seems kind of fitting because DJ is three months old as of what, two days ago? Yeah, as of one day, he's 12 weeks old. So that's kind of the end of what they call the fourth trimester, which is like, yeah, yeah. obviously the final trimester. So it's kind of... um. It's a monumental, I think it's a bit of a milestone. So yeah. And he's changed so much even in the past 12 weeks. Like I was, you had sent me a picture of him the other day and he looks like a proper little boy, but it was in WhatsApp. So I went back and I looked at the first picture you'd sent me of him or like the first week or two. 
and it's just like oh, a different yeah. baby like the difference is insane they grow so much like I, I completely get why they call it the fourth trimester trimester he was so skinny like when you look at pictures of him like he's a big baby but I just can't get over how skinny his face looks and now he's like all pudge it's amazing but um yeah like he was so yeah. long and yeah and skinny yeah and now he's a little pudgy cute baby I know but it's mad they call it the fourth trimester because it's basically essentially like you're still one being and that the baby still wants to be like on you, attached to you, sleeping on you. Want, you have to mimic the womb at all times. Like that's not all times, sorry. To get them to sleep, they want to mimic the womb. So they're very much not out of like you yet, essentially. That's why yeah. it's called that. But uh, fascinating. But um, yeah, I mean, 12 weeks in. We'll talk about what it was like to give birth. Yeah. And also, um, do you put up a question box there on our Instagram, um, which have some really interesting questions around the birthing process I don't even know the terminology um but I guess look there's one question that came in which I'm definitely interested in and it sounds a bit morbid and terrifying but look we need the juicy details and someone said the fear of childbirth puts me off having kids meet your sister is it as scary as it sounds? Tearing slash pain. Tearing, tearing. Oh my God. Right. Um, well, tell us, how, how does yours go? Okay. I'll tell you, but like the thing to know is that everyone is so different. Like I've met so many moms over the last 12 weeks and everyone's birth story is so wildly different that anything I tell you, it, it's only like, I, I just caveat that like everyone is so different how they experience it and their experience of pain as well. I found it absolutely grand. Now, I think that I'm hearing myself say that and I kind of hate myself for saying it because I also know that like some people have really tough births. For me, I thought, I thought it was fine. But, okay, like, like okay, a bit no. more detail than that. Like okay, when no, no, I, Sorry, go on, go on. I will give you all the detail, right? So um, I, it was a Sunday, I was four days overdue and I was really emotional that morning it was Sunday morning they were making pancakes for listening to the Beatles but I felt really emotional I don't know why something came over me and I just was like god you know I feel all weird and then I was like and I don't think he's moved much in the last few hours I felt like I had he hadn't been kicking as much that was pretty scary and I was all anxious about that and Dave was like let's go to the hospital and get a check and I was like okay grand so what I will say if you ever are worried about movement just go the hospital great they hook up your machine you can measure your the kicks and it's all fine like definitely if you're ever worried about that go to the hospital but anyway I definitely felt he'd stop moving it, but you're kind of like, am I imagining this? Am I nervous? Am I anxious about it? Like I was like poking my belly, shaking them and all. Anyway, so I went to the hospital and um, now this is, this is gory details here, but as I walked into the That's hospital, what we want. I, was like, I was like, Ooh, I feel something weird going on. As I just, as I walked into the hospital and it was that I felt <laughs> I lost my mucus plug chain. Is that your waters? No, this is oh. the, it's it's a basically a wall of mucus that keeps like bacteria and everything out of your out, out so it basically plugs it up so like bad stuff can't get inside your womb up to the baby so, so it's like this, when you lose it like does it literally just like come out of you like discharge yeah well, I was in the toilet like wiping and it was just like weird gunk like it was rotten and I was like oh my god I've just lost my mucus plug and I've just walked into the hospital this is gas <laughs> but tell me this but what's your water then like when does that come oh. That's the water that's around the baby. That came later. No. So it's later. That's that. Well, for me, that was much later. Yeah. Okay. So because in my head, I'm like, well, surely if you pull the plug, all the water's going to come out, but it doesn't work like a sink. 
No, not quite, Jane. Okay, okay. Good question, though. Good well, question. Well, I mean, logical. Yeah. Okay, go on. Blood comes out, water comes spilling out. But um, so anyway, they hooked me up to the machines and they were like, oh, yeah, actually, you he isn't moving that much. I was like, oh, right. Like, they, they get you to press a button every time he makes a kick or whatever. And I was pressing this button and then they were like, no, they're actually not moving. So I was like, all right, how embarrassing for me. They were like, we can see he's not moving as much as he'd like, um, but we're going to keep monitoring it. So I was kind of like, oh my God. And then they said, I said, look, will you check my blood pressure as well? Because I have had high blood pressure. And yesterday I had a bit of weird vision stuff. And they're like, yep. Yeah. And they checked it and they're like, oh, your blood pressure is extremely high. And I was like, oh, okay, great. And they're like, um, the midwife, I remember her saying to me, just to let you know, you might not be leaving here now today. We might... Oh we might get things going and then she goes and look at the are you feeling anything and I was like no and she was like you're having some contractions actually and I wasn't like now very early on obviously I was feeling maybe maybe very dull cramps but nothing major um so she was like your body has started but we're probably gonna have to speed up the process because your blood pressure is so high so I was texting Dave like I think I might be second having the baby so can I, I just say um well done for asking to check your blood pressure because I would know to ask that I think they would have anyway, to be honest, they always do. But I just, I, I did say to them, because I did, I did feel a bit weird about what happened the day before when I felt I had a bit of a headache and my vision went a bit weird and I should have gone in then in hindsight. But anyway, trust your gut because I was worried about it like that night and everything. Anyway, um, so I remember texting them, like I was in like a t-shirt, bicycle shorts, sandals. Like I had, I had like a canvas bag with me with just my ear pods, my wallet and a mask in it. Like I had nothing. Like I was like not prepared to go and have a baby. But I texted Dave being like, I think I, thought, I think they're going to induce me or whatever, um, which they did. So the induction process is like, there's various steps. There's like, I think I'm not going to talk to you all the different steps, but there's like various degrees of it. And in- induction basically means to bring on your labor, like fakely, essentially, to induce labor. So they did the first step for me, which was to put in this like gel stuff. And that's all I needed because my body just went hell for leather then. Um, and... Yeah, what happened then? They put in the gel. Then I was just waiting for it all to happen. You mean put we were, in the gel? Like this male, doesn't say male doctor doesn't matter, but it was just funny because he's male. He like literally inserted this gel pessary thing. Oh. Or yeah. I think it was, I don't know. It was a gel Does thing. Does it like thing. loosen everything up or what? Yeah, it, start, it makes your cervix start to. Okay, okay, okay. Now that's step one. There's literally way more steps to induction if that doesn't make anything happen. But anyway, then I got moved to um, the ward just to wait and see what happens. And that was so weird because I was like, Dave, let Dave have to bring in the hospital bag. Like I was like, we're going, like this is happening. It was so wild. Um, and um, also just to say as well, like I know we've talked about it, but at the time, three months ago, Dave was not allowed in for the entire birth because of the restrictions. So there's a whole added layer of stuff there. He was allowed in for at visiting hours. Yeah. Yeah. So he was in at this point and um, we're chatting away. He's like messing with the exercise ball. We're having the crack. Uh, I don't feel anything. And then all of a sudden it was like big gush. <laughs> and I was like, my water's broke. It was such an iconic moment uh, because you're just like, this is like what you hear about the movies and my water's broken. Just to say when your water's break, it's not just like one little trickle. It's like constant for the rest of the labor, like water's just gushing out of you. Really? For me, yeah, like yeah, they put like a. It's not like in the movies where it's one, and then the mad dash in a taxi to the. It is one big one. It was for me one big one, and then but then just kept going. I suppose it's a lot of it. Um, as soon as my waters broke, though, all shit went down, and it was like, oh my god, the contractions were very intense. Now at this point, the baby still wasn't moving as much, so they were giving me like seven up to try and get him to 
getting some sugars. That was kind of only scary. in Ireland we use Seven Up yeah. for fucking everything. Fucking everything, everything. Score tummy, Seven Up. Yeah. Give a birth, Seven Up. Yeah. But anyway, the contractions were coming so fast um, and no breaks and they were really painful. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. Kind of like, I would say the most intense period cramps you could ever imagine, but it's like they start off as period cramps and then just get so much worse. Okay. And how did you get (laughs) through it? Because I was doing hypnobirthing. So that's basically breathing technique. So I was literally just breathing the fuck out of it. And I had something called a TENS machine, which goes onto your back, which gives you these little electric shock kind of sensations which just is a pain but it's a different type of pain it's like a distraction okay very good very good that was brilliant. how long were they going on for then oh I don't know a good few hours but then Dave had to leave so I was in a lot of pain all of a sudden ever since the waters broke and then this nurse came around and was like by the way you're gonna have to leave even though it was 11 o'clock at night we were the only person in this ward it made no sense as to why I had to leave and I was like you're joking and he was already in he was already in and I said, I actually said to her, you're joking. I was like, I'm in actually a lot of pain. I I'm in, I'm, I really don't want to leave. And she's like, I'm so sorry. And then the midwife was like, look, I'll check and see how dilated you are because you might be far enough along that he can stay and you go to the delivery room, which is where you give birth. So you have to be three centimeters to go to the delivery room. So she met, she examined me. She goes, you're only one centimeter. So yeah, he's going to have to leave. And like that whole situation to be told a number, like so- what, how... It was so stupid. So I was like, oh my God, devastated, right? So then I, Dave left. I just had to get into the fucking zone. And I was by myself on the birthing ball, bouncing, doing all this, like uh, listening to my hypnobirthing app, timing contractions by myself. And eventually I said to her, I was like, I, I think I need something. This is insane. Like the contractions are so sore. And she gave me something called pethidine, which she said isn't like gonna really help with the pain but you probably just be a bit out of it and I was like grand while Dave is not here I want to be kind of out of it I just felt so alone like so she gave me that it was nonsense uh, well maybe it worked for some people I didn't didn't do anything for the pain um so I, I was just kind of slightly out of it and felt a bit sick and then I just was going through the motions like listen to my app like I started making these noises Jane like all of a sudden I was like ah, yeah. ah. And there was a girl who was in the ward at this point, and she was like, Do you want me to come over to you? Because the midwife is nowhere to be seen. Like, the midwife is coming and going. And I was just another woman. Yeah, who was also being induced, but she hadn't really progressed. She was just like, Oh, that's so sweet. And it was the middle of the night, and I'm like, No, you're okay. But I was like, Making these noises, the whole corridor would have heard me. So eventually, I buzzed the midwife to be like, I feel like I need to push or something. Like, I mean, like my voice was going like into this like pushing noise and I was like and I'm just in a lot of pain like this the contractions are really sore um like you're saying that it's like you know when you're trying to hold in a poo and you get like poo pains and you're like huh yeah similar and I was like going to I had to go to the bathroom but like if you got a contraction while you were walking down the hall or like on the toilet like all this stuff you're just like it's just you can't do anything and I was making all these noises anyway she comes in and, and I said look will you check me and I said and also I think I need some gas in there and she gave me the gas in there and then checked me and she was like, oh my God, you're six centimeters and stretchy as in you are fucking ready to go. Like this, it can go. And that no, was that. because you call, we're not checked. No, no. They must just be so run off their feet. And you know what? I actually feel really sorry for them having to tell Dave to leave because I'm sure they don't want no. to do that. No, no, of course not. But like, yeah, she, to be fair, like for the most, most times when people are induced, it takes a long time. This was quite unusual that it was, it was from when I was induced to giving birth 
till he was here, it was 12 hours. So she probably just thought, ah, she's not progressed. She thinks she would have known by the sounds I was making. So she said, text, text Dave right away. Like, and like even have to text him. And I said, like, come, come Dave. And he was like, okay, but they're in 20 minutes. Not 20 minutes, Dave, five minutes, come now. And he's like, okay. Um, and I remember her, the midwife being like, can you walk to the delivery room? And I was like, I'll try. And I was like, there was no way in hell. And I was like, no, I need to push. Like, and she was like, what? Okay. Sit in the... So she sat me in the wheelchair and wheeled me down. And then it's all a bit of a blur. We went into the delivery room. I was on all fours. I was mooing. I was <laughs> screaming the hospital down. And I am not like that loud person. Well, I wouldn't have thought that I would have been a screamer. I was a screamer. <laughs> I winked. You know what I mean? Yeah, I winked. I winked. So Dave knew? No, no, because I'm not. I'm joking, I'm joking. But Jesus, Jane, the sound's coming out of me. And um, there was there, there was a moment in birth where you feel like you can't do it. And I knew from the hypnobirthing course that this was the moment where the baby's getting into the position to push. So I learned all about this. And I knew there was going to be a point where I'm going to, I feel like I can't do it because the pain is too much. And I was on all fours at that moment. I literally said, I can't do it. But then I knew logically we must be getting there because yeah, I'm, at, yeah. I'm at the transition point. Um, yeah. So I was screaming the house down and then I got onto my side and held my legs up. So I was on my side and I was holding my legs up and Dave was yeah. holding my hands. And that's the position I pushed him out, pushed him out in. But um, like, how do you get to the point of, I can't do this to then like, oh, fuck it, just suck it up. Like you've no choice. I know you have no choice. You're not just like staying there. Like, no, and you just imagine the baby and you imagine like the thing about it. Oh, yeah. The thing about it, at that point, though, there was breaks between the contractions. But I mean, it's really hard. But I was just like, I can do this. I can do this. Like Dave was telling me I could do it. I was imagining seeing the baby. I was telling myself all this stuff. But it's a mind game. It's a fucking mind game. Like you are just like, I can do it. I can do it. Um, I can't remember anything the midwives were telling me. I can't remember their faces. It was such I was just in my own world. Like and the gas thing was we thought we'd have like music I had like tea lights salt lamps a <laughs> lavender spray I had not one of those things that I use I was just like in there like in the zone like fucking like an animal you really didn't have time to fucking no I didn't no. put some I lavender spray on the pillow like there was no time and even like Dave I was like Dave get me some water and then he went like let go of my hand get some water I was like no don't let go of my hand <laughs> Um, but the gas thing was the midwife said look the head is out do you want to feel the head and I was like yes so I like put my hand around the back just to feel his head and that gave me loads of like gusto to push him out so after like I I guess maybe I'm under the 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 impression that once the head is out the rest is kind of plain sailing but like once the head's out like you're still there's still a decent bit of push for the rest of the body no, once the head is out, he like flopped out like a fish. So why did you touch the head first? Like how long? I mean, sorry, the head wasn't out. The head was just crowning like the head. The oh, tip of the head. <laughs> I thought his head was just flopped out. And I was like, do you want to touch him? No, no, no. Baby out, like... Bit, like the very top of your his head. I could just feel okay, his hair. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, and um, I could feel the midwife was kept putting a hot compress on my vagina, like my perineum, to stop it from tearing. And I was very aware of that. Also aware of the pooing. I'm just going to say it. Like, it happens. Yeah, but I could smell it. Gross. <laughs> so I was like, you I'm so sorry. Enough, like, like, I was like, I'm so sorry. And they were like, would you stop? I was like, oh God, it smells. Like, as I was pushing my baby out. Like. But also, like, like, 
like sometimes you could push out a fart and a bit of poo will come out like yeah, yeah. Alone, you know, like, pushing for 12 hours you know what's so funny about the pooing thing like what? was that the midwife was very gently just like taking it from my bum and like putting it like in the bin <laughs> well she sees like, it probably she, every she just day like, ta- like taking it it was very funny um with your proper nuggets coming out and she just kept taking it she was wiping it like she was, she was like she was like I don't know what was going on James. just the way if no one can see Ro right now but she's doing like a picking motion it's like she's just that's what the midwife that's what she was doing Jane um and then he was born and it was amazing but yeah I mean long and short of it that was the labor so did you have any tearing to answer the question I did second degree tearing yeah um what I will say is if you're scared of tearing you don't feel it I felt no tearing you felt a bit I felt a bit of burning as he was like I felt burning as he was coming out it's a ring of fire burning sensation but didn't feel any tearing there's so much else going on I guess I now have to say I loved the pushing bit you feel like so purposeful um the contractions at the beginning were really hard but the pushing was great I felt like an animal I was like I'm a fucking legend (laughs) you are a legend um Um, but the so yeah when you say ring of fire like you say you don't hear the tearing but like realistically like that is the tearing I just think we have a a different notion of what tearing feels like yeah you know I mean? totally. like yeah. I know this is not the same thing at all but I have got stretched ears and when you're stretching it the first thing I thought to mind is that it does it feel, it's burning it's a burning sensation yeah uh, so imagine that times Five thousand in and yeah, around like that's a floppy part of your ear, not your vagina. No, that's what I mean. But like, just imagine, like that's what tearing skin feels like, as opposed to like a yeah. cut, you know? Yeah, and but I, I would much prefer the burning than like I. That's what I was really scared of. So if you're worried about that, you don't feel the tearing at all. Um, the stitching up afterwards again, they numb. You know, that was something I did not expect. How long they took to stitch me up? Now they did numb the area, but it, it, it not gonna lie, it was quite uncomfortable. Like I thought, I was like I had to use gas and air for the stitching bit. But like, I suppose, um, like, it's a have, very delicate area, like, yeah, all tucked in. And she was literally like that, like, I could see her with the needle, and I'm like, this is mad. But you have your baby, so you're just like, whatever. Yeah, just do whatever. Also, you've just been through fucking wars, so, like, it's the last of it. You're on the home stretch. Yeah. yeah. Also, that yeah, was like, remember... That was the... Wait, go on. No, go on. So, I just say, you have to remember that, like, we are equipped as women with all the hormones to deal with it like imagine like with all the modern technology we have and everything like like women have been given birth since the fucking dawn of time and even 30 years ago absolutely it was so much harder than now well like it's always hard but like can you imagine like like sure people like even in our parents generation like my mom was born in a, a living room like like and not out of like oh i want to do a home birth just like go to the hospital or what that was the done thing like yeah I would like to do home birth next time I don't know if I'll be allowed because I had uh, basically after birth I got preeclampsia and I had to go back to hospital which was shit but um I don't know if I'll be able to do home birth but I would do it now that I've done the whole natural birth thing I would definitely be up for home birth yeah well you could what so the midwife yeah. just comes around to your gaff yeah and uh, do you want to know something funny um Andrea's more no Andrea's uh great auntie was the midwife in her local village. Like this is the oh, 1920s. Yeah. And the only reason she was a midwife is because she owned a horse. So she was yeah. the only one that had a horse to trot around all the houses. So there's just oh, so much mind being a midwife. 
Never mind about her skill set. Like she's got like no, she's got a horse. And Andrea has a picture of this old Italian woman on the back of her horse. So Going around the town. So that's mad. So look, we've come a long way since then. I'm sure your midwife doesn't come on a horse, but that'd be funny. Yeah. Oh God. Um, but um, I have to say now, look, my experience was very positive. And I do feel like I've met loads of women and some have had like really traumatic births or births they just didn't wasn't what they hoped for. And I feel very lucky that I had I had, like it wasn't like I had an amazing birth like I, I did but I found it really hard being by myself for a huge portion of it but I was really proud but ultimately I would say I had a very positive experience and I know that's not the same that's not the case for everybody and I'm so I'm very lucky because a lot of the time look it's just things don't work out the way you want and it's such a um it's such a pivotal moment in your life oh the baby's crying the baby's crying well he's Dave's problem for a few minutes sure the reality uh-huh. of motherhood can, can I ask a question, though, because a few people have asked this and you actually weirdly didn't answer it in your birth story. Uh, were you nervous? Were you nervous about childbirth beforehand? No, I was kind of pumped because I'd done the feckin' hypnobirthing, which I, I'd recommend. Like, it's this course that just really educates and everything to do with birth. Um, and it was really empowering. And I knew I knew what I knew what was happening at each stage. So I'd say if you're worried about it, do the course because um like knowledge is power. Knowledge Just is power. You know, what, you know why your body's doing all the different things at every different stage. It's it's not that's not as scary. If you're like, why is this happening? Why is this happening? You might feel out of control. For me personally, that made it less scary. But of course, you get Jesus. Of course, when your fucking waters break, you're like, oh my god, there's no going back. I'm just pushing human out. Um, and another question. So this is not really to do with the birth, but it's interesting as well. Were you worried about not feeling a bond with the baby automatically? That's scary. I get that. I can yeah. see why that would be a fear. Yeah, absolutely. And it's very common. Yeah. That people like, that, that like women give birth and then they're like, who are you? Like, you know, and it takes a while for the bond to form. Um, it was something that I knew might happen for sure because I'd heard about it, but um, I wasn't worried about it. Now, it wasn't something that I like thought too much about. I knew like that can happen. If it happens, it's normal. Um, but no, but I will say that like, obviously the minute you see them, you're so in love, everything's amazing. In some cases, it's not. You feel really overwhelmed and don't know what the heck's going on. But you do afterwards. You are like, "What the heck? This is mad!" And you're looking at this human like, "Who are you?" It's literally just a brand new human. Even yeah. I look at them and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Ro and Dave actually made this little child, who's no. going to grow up and have his own personality and his own interests. And I think of like fashion sense, like no. what music yeah. will he listen to, like just a different yeah. human. Yeah, but what I will say, like the bond has gotten stronger and stronger and stronger, every, you know, particularly when he started smiling and interacting. So, um, but no, it wasn't something that I was worried about now, but I was aware it could happen for sure. Um, here's a good question. Um, someone said, I'm about to do this in 10 weeks. Eek, congratulations. Woo, good luck. Um, what do you wish you knew beforehand? That's a great question. What do I wish I knew? I knew, I wish I knew that the tearing wasn't going to be as hard. Like I, I was really scared about the tearing, to be honest. That was really freaking me out. I wish I knew that like actually you don't feel that there's so much else going on. There you go. <laughs> so don't worry about that. Um, what else did I wish I knew? Like, I don't know. I, I not to sound like a fucking arsehole, but I felt like I was so prepared for birth. Um so I would just say, like, just ed- learn about the birthing process. Like I read books, I did the courses, and I was so really interested in it. Because once you know why everything's happening, it's just really, you just feel way more in control. Thanks um, mystery out of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, another postpartum question. 
Is there a lot to do in terms of avoiding infection down there postpartum? Great question. No. Um, if you've got stitches, they just recommend you, um, you can't wipe with tissue. So you have to like squirt water on it. Um, but they don't recommend using any products or anything on it. So I got, um, it's called a Perry bottle, but you can actually use like, I had a Lucozade bottle, spore bottle beside my bed and they were like, you can fill that up with water and squirt it if you want. Interesting. Yeah. So just clean it like. Yeah. So when you're peeing, you just squirt the water at it so it doesn't sting. Okay. Okay. And also you're just, and then also you're just cleaning it, but that's literally all you have to do. That's all I did. I did get like this, um, spray stuff from a brand called my expert midwife, I think, but the midwife told me not to actually use it. Um, so it's just water. So no, like it, the aftercare isn't that bad, but like it is, you're really uncomfortable down there. How long does that take to heal then? I think I felt normal down there. I, I'm sorry, not normal, not like normal, like let's like do whatever I used to do. But I think I didn't, the stitches stopped kind of being uncomfortable. A big difference after 10 days. And then two weeks I felt like kind of okay down there. Okay. Um, someone said, oh God, I'd rather forget even the word makes me feel, uh, even the word makes me shiver. So that's gas. Oh. One of the different experiences. Um, yeah. Here's a question. Do you physically feel different now? Like I know you said that you started to feel like normal, but like, do you, I don't know, do, like I'd say giving birth, your, your body changes. Like, do you physically feel different? Well, after giving birth, the day after you feel mental, your whole body feels like jelly. It feels like your organs are in the wrong place. Like your whole tummy is so soft. Even going to the toilet, like I was all hunched over. Like I can't describe it, but your body just feels really, really strange after birth. Like I found that like, I just felt like I could barely walk because I didn't know my body. And even going to the toilet was really scary to me. And going for a poo afterwards was terrifying to me. So much so that I put it off and I was really constipated. Because even even to have to push a poo out is quite traumatic when you've given birth. Like the sensation is quite similar in terms of pushing. So I was really worried about that. And it was nowhere near as bad as when I did go. It was nowhere near as bad as I thought. But that's really scary. And then even just weeing, like the first wee, I was like, what's happening? What is down there? You know, but it was fine. Like, but I was really scared. And like, I was holding myself so tense because I was just like, oh, what's happened down there? Everything stretched and like, yeah yeah and that's what it feels like now they told me to like get a mirror and make sure I was looking at my stitches I'd never ever looked which is like you shouldn't no do that. You should look. no I was like you should look and check your stitches I never did I got Dave to check once okay well that's something well look yeah. come here to me then three months into motherhood how do you feel well today is a good summary of what month I had a great first half of the day. I went to a boot camp with the buggy, which is great. He slept. I got coffee with other moms. I came home. He kept sleeping. I had my lunch. Great. Then came the afternoon and I tried to get him to go for a sleep and he wouldn't and he was cranky and he was crying. And then I started crying and then we're both crying. So I felt completely overwhelmed. And then I went for a walk in the sling and he went to sleep and I came home and all was fine. Now that is motherhood. You got you go you could have like an amazing morning and a terrible afternoon you could have an amazing day an amazing week and then it all gets thrown in the air and every single week something new is changing um and I've heard that it just that just keeps happening whether it's like you know once one thing is solved there's another problem at another stage um and there's just so such highs and lows to all aspects of it that's what I'm really finding um but what I will say was I, the first six weeks I found it really hard. I don't think I even was able to communicate how hard I found it until I'm kind of feeling much better, but not that I felt down, but I just felt really anxious. 
and it's only now looking back I can be like I felt really anxious I didn't know what to do with the baby because they don't they're a newborn like what do you do with a newborn I felt like when I'd wake up in the morning like the day felt a bit daunting just to be like okay here we you go know, yeah and that's all very normal um obviously you're just readjusting completely to this such a new world a new life and it's really overwhelming but I would definitely say for me I found weeks two to six very hard the hardest and then it just got better and better um and now like there's so many hard moments but he's just smiling and he's just amazing so it's like it's, it's great and I'm, I'm in my new I'm in a bit of a groove of my new life like it's mad sorry I'm not sure if that, what's that? That'd be nice. well you have to remember as well that it's it's not just having a baby but you really just like your whole life changed in terms of like you're not working full time like literally in the space of two weeks your life went from one thing to another thing it's mental the change and nothing you can do can prepare you for how big the change is like you could be like you could literally envision baby and motherhood you could maybe have lived with someone with a newborn but until you're going through it which I hadn't like I had no experience of that but um you just you can't prepare for the change that's about to come uh, because all of a sudden you, 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 like, I don't even, I like, you don't even think about yourself for a few months, which is mad. You don't think about what you want. You don't think about what you like. You don't think about your own needs. You don't, you're just 100% caring for a different person. <laughs> That's so hard to adjust to. But now that I'm in my flow a bit, I'm like, okay, I'm a mom. I'm not a mom. Like, it's mad. But even still saying that, I'm not like, I'm not, I still, I still think I'm completely in shock. <laughs> look you're uh, you're only 12 weeks in like I mean like it's still early days I mean what always gets me is like is like you're gonna you say that there's gonna be different stages where there's gonna be a different problem at a different stage and blah 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 but like there's literally gonna be problems when they're 12 and 13 and 14 like it's just parenthood in general it's probably like I'd say it'll get easier in that you'll adjust in thinking that like you'll adjust to, this is going to sound terrible, but you'll adjust to not putting yourself first. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's, yeah. So like, I think I'm better able to deal with all the, like, I don't know if he's gotten it easier as a baby or what, but I'm better able to deal with him now because I'm adjusting into my own role and I know him better. And I know, yeah. And like, yeah. And all that stuff. And like, everything is so short lived. Like when I think about even like, the things I was worrying about when he was four weeks old like that's all gone now and it was a new set of things and then it's important to think about like this period is so short like in like eight months time I'm going to be he'll be in a crash nine which is depressing I don't want to think about it but he'll be I won't see him for nine to six you yeah. know five days a week and to go from like being like so involved and 24 hours a day being with the baby to think oh my god in eight months time he's not gonna be with me like that's mad but that's how quickly things change. But um, no, I'm definitely finding my group and I've made loads of friends, which is amazing. I, I, I just, you know what I describe it as? I describe it as similar if, if I was to move to a new city by myself where I didn't know anybody. And you have to put yourself out there and like go to groups and meet people and, you know, ask people if they want to go for coffees because you're in this new city and you don't know anybody and it's scary. That's what motherhood is to me so far. I've moved and to a new city. Particularly because, that's a great analogy, but because you're the first one of our group really like to to have yeah. a baby you know the first so yeah you don't really have many people to go to about it and now Jane I'm so bloody busy meeting moms I sure I don't have time for anything you're doing great like really I'm in awe of your proactivity is that the right word is that the right word to use um and uh your 
your motivation and willingness into uh to, into getting yourself out there like that's a really fucking hard thing to do like it really yeah. is I, yeah. I really commend you for that because you know I'd say it's very easy to just just to stay in and wallow you know what I mean not wallow but like freak no, out it is. just be in your own bubble well for me to stay in by myself would be way harder now that's just my personality type so I knew like once I started meeting people, I was like, okay, this feels really good to get out for a few hours of the day and meet another mom and talk about the roller coaster that we're both going through. It just gave me so much life and really made me happier. So then I knew this is what I have to do. This is how I'm going to do, navigate my maternity leave. But at the same time, I know there are people who just didn't, maybe just didn't feel ready for that for a long time or never did. And we're having a bubble where for me, I was like, I have to get out. But yeah, I'm proud of myself too. Like, it's gas. Like I went to this class of the day and it was with a new group in a different location. I don't usually go to, it's like a boot camp where you exercise and bring your buggies. And like afterwards they're all going for coffee and I didn't know any of these women. And I was like, where's the coffee today? Like, you know, I had to like even say that, do you know what I mean? And like me, like uh... pre-baby would have been, and they're so lovely. Oh yeah, come on. But like, you know, pre-baby, I, I never would have, I, I had no practice of putting myself out there because I just didn't have to. Cause I had friends, I had work friends, home friends, very comfortable um but once you start doing it like you're just like fuck it you're asking people left right and center joining me for coffee and it's great like I feel like it's um I've got such a newfound confidence of people do you know what I that reminds me of it's like you know when you hear of like back in caveman days and all the women were synced the reason why we're all synced up when the theories is because we could all be uh, ovulating at the same time and we all could be able to care for each other's children and all this stuff right yeah it, it, it makes me it's so nice and warm to think of that like all the women rallying together to help each other the young mothers I mean, life. it's absolutely essential like they say it takes a village it absolutely does not even just to help with the baby more just to talk to like I can't imagine if this happened during like one of the crazy lockdowns where I couldn't have met other mums I would have found that so hard um oh my god like you need so much help and just so much like you did not even help you just need someone to talk to that's what I found like um I can hear Dave singing down there now too uh well look you're doing yeah. great we're all so proud of you DJ That's is great. the best he's, he's thriving best. he's what he's thriving he's thriving he's so cute happy little lad look I know I only see him at his best moments <laughs> But you don't go. That's the thing. Like when people come to see him, it's like seven o'clock at night, and I'm like, he's crabby now. Like the best time is the morning and the afternoon. He's great for him. And any any of my friends who've seen him, I'm like, you're actually not seeing him at his best. But no, he's very cute. Well, actually, I'm off work next Monday and Tuesday. I could pop around in the morning or something, or go for a coffee. Absolutely. Just use yeah. up my holiday days. So, all right. Now everyone knows my schedule. <laughs> yeah, lovely. Find one's around Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. Um. But yeah, was there any other question? I don't think there was. Uh, I don't think so. I kind of I kind of went through most of them there. Um, but I think you answered a whole lot. That was it was actually really eye-opening. Like I've heard bits and bobs of of, you know, obviously the whole given birth story, but it was nice to hear a, a full start and finish. And it was so funny that you started it with like Oh, it was actually grand. And then by the end of it, yeah, I hold my leg up and the nurse is wiping the shine off my arse. I know, it was actually grand, but honestly, it was nowhere near as, as painful as I thought it was going to be. But of course, it's painful. Like, it's no, it's no getting around that. 
but I just I mean it's grand because I felt I felt like I was able to cope with it um but someone actually asked do the drugs work epidural I didn't get an epidural I mean fucking what like in my head I was like open to it and actually there was a point where I was like I'm definitely getting the epidural in the middle of it but then I just didn't but um I, what I will say is mine was quite quick. So I think for a lot of people who have a very long labor, like mine is 12 hours. Some people are 48 hours. Yeah. I can imagine you'd be like, give me all the pain relief. But whatever, whatever you decide. Um, my experience with the pethidine stuff, I didn't think that did much. The gas and air, I just used it to scream into. So again, I didn't get like a high from the gas and air. Um, but it was very empowering to do it without pain relief. But like, whatever the fuck you want to do, whatever way you want to get this human out of you. Yeah, whatever gets the yeah, epidurals are meant to be class. <laughs> you know, they're meant to be amazing. Like the relief. And I can imagine at that point when, yeah, I can imagine. But uh, it's amazing you have the option. Am I right in saying that though, sometimes people opt not for the epidural because you can't feel or it takes longer or something? Yeah, I don't know. It's the science behind it. I think sometimes when you get an epidural, yeah, it can take a bit longer. But then I've also heard it happening the other way. People progress quicker because they relax. And then also, um, yeah, you, you you don't know. You might not know when to push. But again, some people do feel it to push. Some people don't, apparently. Um, but anyone I've heard who's gotten the epidural has only said it's amazing. <laughs> okay, well then. So like Whatever modern medicine. Yeah, I just I just wanted to try it. So that was just me. But like, um, as I said, I'm not to keep going on, going on about hypnobirthing, but the course kind of was geared towards doing it without pain relief. And um, so I felt able for it. Um, but whatever, get the epidural, like if you want. Well, well, that was very eye opening. Yeah, I, I and honestly, I think um, a lot of people who listen to the podcast will get a lot out of it, particularly people who are thinking about or in the process of having children or have had children. So fair play yeah. for sharing that. Yeah, don't be scared. The, the thing that I kept thinking of was, um, think of all, of all the women before me who'd done it and we all got here this way and you're the only person that can birth that baby, right? You're the only one that can do it. You can do it. And you're biologically, your body is made to do it. Like when you're like, your body's yep. doing all the things to get the baby out. You can do it. Like honestly, um, and just, yeah, I just think it's an amazing experience. I would give birth again. I like, I just that moment of when the baby comes out and plays on your chest, it's, just insane so i would like i want to i could i don't want to have 10 children but i want to do that moment 10 times over many times over um so just keep keep that in mind and that baby comes out and it's placed on your chest ridiculous unreal we'll leave it there yeah beautiful listen guys thanks for listening to the gory details of childbirth <laughs> yeah lots of gory details but it was eye-opening i feel like i got a biology lesson um as yeah. always thanks so much for listening please um message us if you have any comments questions uh thoughts about the podcast uh yeah. what else you can become a patron at patreon.com forward slash state of us where you'll get access to something like 50 or 60 episodes oh wait maybe i'm making that up oh i think you're right no i think maybe around 50 episodes of our patreon on the series shy talk um well worth your six quid uh and that's all if anyone has any questions about anything birth related i am happy to talk about it honestly i could talk about this shit all day long so send me a message but um thanks for listening i hope i didn't freak anyone out but um no i think you did the opposite okay good yeah. good, good okay, okay. Cool. thanks for listening bye, bye.